Hey guys, I am back and this is my review power book two, um, season three, episode eight, I believe. And this is um, Sacrifice. And let me tell you, we had to say goodbye to another, I think this is the last of the OG regular characters um, from the original task force, um, Cooper Sacks. Uh, he finally, you know, met his demise. He has lasted a very long time. And when I say the original task force, I'm talking about, you know, the Angel Valdez and the, um, uh, who else, uh, Greg Knox, you know, that original crew, you know, all of them, Greg is gone and, you know, home to glory, Angel's gone, home to glory. I forget the FBI agent. He gone, that's the one that Dre took out. He's gone home to glory. Uh, most of them are gone. The only few people left uh you know i think tamika she's still around she went to the private sector and john mock like they weren't on the original task force but as far as being associated with that task force you know they still around but they you know warner i think was the last guy who was heading up the task force and all of that but cooper was from the day one task force cooper Sachs was day one he was one of those types of characters that you disliked him and then at times you liked him. He was so misogynistic. He was so ridiculous at times. And then, you know, you did see there was glimpses of I'm trying to do the right thing. And then he fall right back on I'm doing the wrong thing. And unfortunately, it came to a point and we kind of saw this coming. If most of you can listen to my reviews, we see how it got to where it got to. We see how we got to this point of no return. Like Sachs was literally in bed with Jenny thinking that teaming up with her would help him out. And it really ended up really, I wouldn't say it caused his demise completely, but I think his, it, it didn't help him. It didn't help his situation. So let's get started. So the episode actually starts with, coincidentally, I guess it was foreshadowing. We see, you know, um, Davis McLean is on the rooftop, I guess, of the building that they work at. He's on the rooftop. He's drinking lots of beers. He's upset because his brother isn't returning his calls. His brother's very upset with him in knowing that, you know, Davis did something he doesn't know exactly what at this point but knowing that he did something illegal that could jeopardize his own career and in terms of getting the uh, theo out of prison so he knows something was was shady that was done he just doesn't know what and you know my last episode my last review i discussed that so sacks up there like look dude he i think he thought that you know Dave was going to try to unalive himself, but then he realized he's just up there just, you know, just being depressed and just drinking and carrying on. So during the midst of their talking, Davis gets a phone call from Monet letting him know that, you know, that um, Diana got arrested. So Davis is like, okay, well, I'll handle it. I'll handle it. And, you know, Davis let Sachs know, it's like, look, Diana got arrested. I need to go down there and take care of this. And Sachs is like, look, you are not in any condition to go represent anyone. He said, look, I'll take care of it tonight. And then you can come by tomorrow morning at the arraignment. Okay. So at first, you know, Davis is like, no, 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 I got to take care of this. You know how Monet is, blah, blah, blah. He said, then 
you know, Davis kind of realized, he's like, yeah, you know, he really was drunk. So it was kind of like, yeah, I, you're right, Sex. I'm going to let you go do your thing. I'll, I'll circle back in the morning. That was the intention. Then Davis got a text message from Tariq saying, we need to talk ASAP. So usually when he gets those kind of messages, you know, something's up. So Davis goes back, well, goes downstairs into the office. Tariq comes by and Tariq let Davis know, hey, look, Sax is playing you. He's a CI, you know, he's a rat, blah, blah, blah. He tells him all about what, what you know, that Lauren has told to him. So, of course, Davis is like, where are you getting this information from? Because I'm not understanding what's coming on. Because, you know, Tariq been telling him stuff and Davis has been looking at him kind of sideways. So finally, Davis is like, okay, you need to tell me where you're getting your information from. Because I need to get some understanding here. What is really going on? So Tariq did tell, you know, finally told Davis that Lauren is alive and she's in with sec, blah, 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 and all this. And there's Rico. He explains all of that to Davis. So Davis is looking like, oh, damn, I really got to get on. Now I need to get the real. But he, well, first he wanted to go and take out Sacks. And then, and then you know, Tariq talked him out of that. He said, look, dude, that ain't what we're doing right now. You can't take, do that. Take, take him out like that. So he was like, okay, you know what? He on his way down there to represent Diana. I need to get down there because, you know, things are just not going right here. So I'm going to get down there. I'm going to talk to Diana with Saks, and I'm going to act like, I don't know, that Saks is a treacherous, treacherous rat. I'm going to pretend. They get down there. Diana has been talking, you know, she's in the, you know, holding cell talking with, um, Blanca and Jenny, they trying to like really strong arm her in this situation. And, you know, and, and at first you can tell like Diana was like, look, I know my rights. I'm a first time offender. This is not the third. You don't have any proof. My family, you know, they run a bar. You know, she was like running around in circles. She's real smart. And they and Jenny's picking up like, yeah, OK, I see where you're going with this. This ain't what you want. Uh, meanwhile, Monet is at the house with both Drew and um, Drew and, and and Kane, and she nervous. You see, this is, look, Monet got to understand when you playing in these games, you got to give respect. And she disrespected and treated Diana like crap. She was making it seem like Diana wasn't part of the family. Ever since Diana exposed Monet, she has been treating Diana like, well, some would argue that she probably been treating Diana a little sideways even before the whole Monet thing. Yeah, Diana was in her feelings and acting kind of crappy when Poppy first came home from prison, you know, whatever. But nonetheless, now Monet's like, I don't know what she's going to say down there. You know, I haven't been nice to her. She's probably going to say some stuff that's going to throw me under the bus. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole recall, this and that, the third. So Kane was like, look, I'm going to go up to Stansfield and I'm going to see if I can find out what I can about the situation. I'll see. So Kane goes up to Stansfield. He's talking with Effie. And and at first, Effie was like, look, just because you paid my tuition doesn't give you the right to step up here anytime you want to roll up. It's not going to work like that. Kane was like, look here, I'm not even here on that. I'm here because my system got arrested. I need to know if you know about anything that's been going on here with her, this and that and the third. So Effie finally was like, well, yeah, she was selling out of the candy store and they probably there's a, a camera on the rooftop and they probably saw her going up they probably caught her on camera putting product in you know the safe so now that kane is armed with this information he's like okay bet say less he was heading out the door effie was like hold on 
I mean, you know, I want to thank you, you know, for doing that for me with the tuition situation. I wasn't expecting that from you. I didn't know you like that, blah, blah, blah. I, just, I thought you wanted more. And he was like, look, you don't really know me like that. This is all I wanted. I'm helping you out. I see you. So I guess all of that must have been a turn on for Miss Effie because she goes ahead and they, you know, we finally see Effie and Kane, they hook up. I like the hookup between the two of them. I see the chemistry. I think it works. There's a mutual respect for one another, but we also know they are very selfish at, at the same time. They're made for each other. I did, I never saw it between Tariq and Effie. I just never saw that chemistry. I never saw it for them, you know, just that and the third. So they got together. Next morning, you know, Tariq stops by. And because the whole thing now is we got to set up Effie, okay? Because that's what Davis left a little note for Miss Diana uh, after he threw coffee or, you know, knocked the coffee cup down so that, you know, they can leave. And then he could give this little passing note to Diana to say, hey, look, throw everything on Effie. We got a plan in motion. And the plan really was to make it appear as if they're still doing product out there when in fact that's not what they're doing. Everything had been put to a halt because of the situation with the Russians, the, the finding out they got a Rico, you know, they kind of slowed everything down. But but Effie is unaware of what the plan of action is. So they're going to throw her out there. So Tariq comes by. Effie convinces Kane to hide in the bathroom. Kane was almost like, what? I'm not no simp. I don't do that. But, you know, he, he went ahead and we just got the plan of action. Tariq said, look, I'm going to give you this, do that. You know, we got stuff going on, blah, blah, blah. So again, they put a tail on Effie because you know Tigo Sachs comes back, reports back to both Vanka and to Jenny about you know um, that Effie is the one that you really need to talk to because Diana went ahead and flipped and put it all on Effie. You know she talked to Sachs by alone and was like making it seem like you know what I don't trust Davis so. I think that the whole situation is with Effie, blah, 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 you know, whatever case may be. So this, this is the setup. This is the setup, right? Davis, I'm not Davis, Sachs goes and tells Blanca and Jenny about the plan and that Effie will lead them to the drugs and Effie is the girl. This is the person that you need to follow. Blanca was like, why, how would you get that information? Where is that coming from? And Sachs was like, you know, I, I'm her attorney. Blanca was like, dude, <laughs> you crazy. This isn't, she said, okay, if we go along with this program, you do know one is unethical, but even worse than that, it blows your cover as a CEI. It puts you in the line of danger. My thing was this, Sachs was like, I think he was believing like, okay, if we get Effie and we catch them at the drug location, you know, I'm certain that I will get protection from uh, the DEA or whatever the case may be, right? Police protection. I'll, have, you know, I'm going to get protection if I fall if this comes through. He was depending on that. That's why he was like, "I'll take that risk. I know I'm going to be exposed because with Diana telling Sachs information, it's going to be very clear where the information came from. It puts Sachs in trouble, right? Okay. They follow Effie. And Effie goes and does the regular routine, picking up the drops and all that, going back to where 
the uh, the product is being made and packaged and, you know, not made, but where it's being packaged. And that's when we see Paz's son. He's heading up the whole force and everything. And they go and basically all they found was sugar. So they couldn't arrest Effie. They found sugar, plan backfires. And Jenny is absolutely in her feelings. And I don't blame her in terms of, I put all my eggs in this one basket, depending on you, Sachs, to get to give us the information. And you mean to tell me this? They knew that she said it's obvious. They knew we were coming. They prepared. They they were they were prepared. And this was a setup. And Sachs was like, well, Diana couldn't have been, you know, on to me. She don't know what's what's going on. She don't know what's tea. And again, Jenny was like, somebody knows that you are part of the inside crew. It's clear that they knew ahead of time. They've always known. And that's how they were able to prepare ahead of time. Something ain't right here. And Jenny even went as far as saying, I don't know. At some point, I'm thinking that you might be working on their side. And you set us up for failure. You know, she really was upset. And Sachs was like, why would I risk my life to do that? He said, that, he said, now I'm out here exposed. And I didn't want to do that. He said, I, don't, I wouldn't want to risk my life like that. Jenny was like, you know what? I don't know what else to say, but I can't go and ask for any protection for you. And I was like, oh, my God. Again, that was another sign that it was over for sex. We saw the signs on the wall. No protection for him. Jay didn't care. Sax is all exposed. I'm like, oh my God, Sax. Meanwhile, well, Sax goes to his car. He's walking toward his car. And now he done cussed out Jenny and was like, okay, whatever. Sax is walking towards his car. He is recording uh, a voicemail message for Tariq, letting him know, hey, look, I know I'm out here, I'm exposed. You better hope I don't die. I'm the only connection you have as far as knowing exactly where your mom and Yaz and your grandmother are located and with set. So if I go, that information goes with me. And then he was getting ready to say something else. He gets cut off because David's brother, Theo Rollins, is in the back of the car with a gun to his head, to Sack's head. Why is Theo Rollins in the car? Uh, Davis... <laughs> Davis was upset, right? And uh, uh, Theo had came by the office to to apologize for his behavior and to say that the you know I'm a great candidate for this this trial and uh, uh, medication things like that. I'm going to the clinic. Things are looking good. Things are working. All of that was a lie. All of that that his brother was saying was a lie, but we didn't know that at the time. So Sachs is like, oh man, it's all good. You know, we, we it's all good, blah, blah, blah. Davis, who's already annoyed and bothered by Sachs and knowing that Sachs has been playing him. Davis is like, man, if you don't get on out of here so I can talk privately to my brother. So Theo was like, what's going on? He said, you got some beef with, with, with Sachs? What's happening? And at first, Davis was like, you know, you know, I just don't, you know, whatever, whatever. He, he lied. And then Theo was like, I know you lying. Why don't you go ahead and tell me what's your problem is with sex? So this is when Davis, to me, he stepped out of bounds because there was no need for Davis to tell Theo anything about what's going on as far as a case that he's working on. Davis went ahead and, and, and mentioned how Sachs is working with the feds. 
He's a rat. He's a snitch. He's all of that. And I didn't think he needed to give that type of information to his brother. I'm like, you you still realize that you are an officer of the court. You still realize that you are giving out confidential information. That was not needed for him to hear. Okay. So Theo got upset. Like, you let him walk out of here. He was like, look, I, I'm going to deal with him. I got this under control. I don't know what Davis' plan was. Probably going to railroad sex. It's probably what he was going to do. Nonetheless, didn't matter because Theo already had a plan of action. So like I said, when Theo caught up with Sax in the car, he, he abruptly stopped the recording and told Sax to drive. Later on, we get, you know, because uh, Tariq gets the message, but he's in a meeting now with Lucas and RSJ and Braden and all of that. Let me get to that in a minute. So when Tariq is out of that meeting, he comes back to um davis office and he plays the recording and he was like i don't know something ain't right here what's going on what's tea what's happening then davis gets a phone call from the clinic and the clinic is telling davis that you know the brother hasn't been showing up for the for the for the, all the treatments and this and that and the third so davis calls up theo and it was like dude you need to answer your phone you've been lying to me about going to the treatments blah 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 then davis turned around and was like wait a minute what time did you get that uh voicemail and he put two and two together figuring out dave's i mean that theo is getting ready to go and un unalive sex which was all true but unfortunately by the time he gets there him and um Tariq gets to the the helicopter landing this is where you know he loves to listen to the helicopters they go there and Theo wasn't here for it. Theo didn't care. You know, Davis is trying to stop him. Theo goes ahead and shoots Sax in the chest. Sax falls down. Tariq is looking shocked. Davis is screaming. Davis is like, look, I can still fix this. I won't pin this on you. Blah, blah, blah. Then um, Theo tells Davis, you always think it's about you. It's always about you. It's not about you. It's about this is what I want. We both going to be free. So because the whole thing about what Davis also mentioned to Theo, because Sax has done some underhanded stuff, he's afraid that it might blow back on the release. So this is what Davis is concerned about. Well, Theo is going to just, he, he unalived himself. He just erased the whole situation. I don't know how this is going to play out later on, but this is where we are right now. Now I mentioned Tariq was in a meeting when he initially got Sax voicemail, so he didn't listen to it then. Here's the thing about Tariq and Braden and this whole Ponzi scheme that's going on at um, Weston Holdings. So Kiki had already approached Braden at home and letting him know you need to come into the office and get out your feelings about this whole situation. Braden goes ahead and tells um Tariq about what he had to but there was no way around it so Braden tells Tariq about what's going on with Weston Holdings how Uncle Lucas is running the Ponzi scheme etc etc also that Monet's been calling up there several times because she wants her money back we got to figure out what's what's T what's going on now Reek ends up telling RSJ after there was a um a debate Tate and somebody else is having a congressional debate up at Stansfield. After the whole debate, Rico's uh, Rick uh, talks to RSJ about what's going on at Weston Holdings. RSJ gets in his feelings naturally, 
but at the same time realizes that look okay he didn't know anything about this we got we got to stop them some kind of way and that was the meeting that they had the meeting was about rsj saying look this is what you're going to do unless i go to the sec which i think he should have went there anyway you're going to do a payment plan and we're going to get all this recoup this money from the tahadas as well as Tariq's in um trust fund I don't know what Lucas going to do because Lucas is claiming that he going to get back at Braden. I don't know how this going to work. And I can honestly bet you anything, Tariq, is that, that internship is over. I don't see Tariq being able to continue on in that internship. But RSJ did say, you're not going to do anything against them, blah, 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 or I'll be doing an anonymous tip to the FEC or the SEC, Securities Exchange Commission. So that's kind of in the mix right now. Um but then the last thing, oh, Lord, not the last thing, Lord, Drew and Everett and this whole situation, Drew is is really becoming a problem. He is emotionally out of order. He is unstable for this business. So, you know, Everett was his ex. Everett went to Oklahoma City. He's in the NBA. And Everett decides to come out, you know, and he was, um, you know, he got on, did an interview. He's talking about he's gay and all of that. His teammates are supporting him. And he also showcases his new boyfriend. And Everett gets into his feelings. So much so that Everett, he actually follows them because he had to follow him to this restaurant. Follows him to the restaurant. Everett's at the bar drinking, looking at Instagram of Everett with the boyfriend. Meanwhile, they're like sitting not far from him. So Everett spots Drew at the bar. Drew is just going in, going in, going in. Ultimately, Drew says, you know, I was, you know, after us, I did find someone and now he's gone and I, I don't have no one. You got someone. I have no one. I'm by myself. I'm this, I'm that. He's having the pity fest. It gets recorded. Now, earlier, the Castiles had came, came over to the Tejada's house and they're talking about what's going on, stopping the shipments for right now. Things is hot in the street. But then they also ask about Gordo, who ain't been around, ain't turning phone calls, what's going on? Specifically asking Drew, because they know Drew and Gordo were messing around. Drew's like, oh, everything's all good. I haven't heard from him, but as far as I know, things is good. That is a lie. So now the Castiles is coming back to look at Drew to try to find out yet again, where is Gordo? This is a problem. Drew, you open up a can of worms, you all, child, okay. Last thing that happened, so Kane is over there with Effie yet again. They have a romantic moment. And then there's a knock at the door talking about something. They got to check the vents or whatever. So Effie's like, okay, cool. It ends up being Blanca. They're arresting her yet again. So she was like, what is going on? You know, she gets downstairs. There's Jenny. And she was like, okay, you didn't find anything in the warehouse. So why am I getting caught up yet again? And Jenny was like, oh, no, you know, it's not about the drugs. It's about attempted murder. She's looking like, what? And that's when she lowers the car window and there's there's Lauren and Effie's looking shocked. <laughs> I mean, Effie's looking shocked. Meanwhile, Kane is coming downstairs and he looks and he sees Lauren and he exits stage left real fast because, you know, now Kane is pissed because he knows that Lauren is still alive. So that's really how the episode ended. Um, I, I, I don't know. You know, now Effie's caught up. Is she going to flip? We see in the previews that Kane is telling Effie to put it all on Tariq. 
Um, Diana is under the impression that Tariq set her up to get arrested by telling her to go up on the rooftop and give her access. Tariq didn't even know anything about the doggone camera being up there. But I know it's going to be hard to explain that one away. The Ponzi scheme going on at Weston Holdings, child, listen, I don't know how they're going to work their way out of that because Uncle Lucas ain't going to just going to walk away like, okay, I'm going to pay this money back. I don't know how that's going to work. Drew, I, ooh, Drew, how you going to get up out of this one? Because you did on the live Gordo, but then Evelyn's going to be looking at Monet. Evelyn remembers that Monet came by the restaurant and was like, yeah, let me let you know what's really going on. So I don't know. It's a mess. This, this is a huge mess. But RIP to Cooper Sacks. Talk to you guys later. Peace.